Welcome this evening to At the Table with Darlene. We're so glad to be with you again. We hope that you are sitting in a comfortable place and relaxing, maybe with a cup of coffee, something to drink. I know Christy is here No hot coffee. She needs something really cold to drink. I need ice water. She thinks it's, yeah, she needs ice water. But whatever you need, please get comfortable. And uh, I believe that we're going to have a really good time. It's an honor tonight to have this mysterious Sarah that we have talked about a few times uh, without her being here. But sitting to my right at the table is Sarah Radford, Mm -hmm. which is our children's pastor and which is one of my main WAW team players. And I am so glad you are here tonight, Sarah. Welcome. Hey, you forgot the most important part. What's that? She's my best friend's mom. Oh, yes. (laughs) Best friend would be her Dora. Her daughter Dora. She's really old. (laughs) She is not old. My best friend is seven. I love her so much. Well, that is Christy sitting next to Sarah. Which everyone knows, of course, of course. I don't know. She's been gone for a Christy. while. I know. I've been on vacation been or something, haven't I? No. Not really. I mean, you really got lost in the holidays, <laughs> didn't you? I mean, my social calendar's been pretty full, folks. I'm just obviously, saying. and into yeah. the first of January, we wondered if you were going to make it back to the table. But we are glad you're here tonight. Thank you. Welcome back. Yes. Thank you. I know Somebody you kept me. your spot warm. We. Yeah, I'm glad you missed me. We did yeah. miss you, and. Uh, Sitting then to her right is Chris, our creative director, and we're so glad that you're here, Chris. I'm happy to be here. We're thankful for all that you do and how you're pushing us forward, and, and we're thankful to God for all the creative ideas that are happening, and we hope that you, the audience, are enjoying this podcast, and we promise you they're going to get better and better because, you know, we only started uh, nine, ten weeks ago. Eleven. Eleven weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, this is episode eleven. This is episode eleven. Wow. Wow. And almost three months old we are. Time flies when you're having fun. It uh-huh. does. And, we have uh, our Play-Doh and coffee. I'm wondering if anybody else does. I don't know. <laughs> that would be interesting to find out, wouldn't it, if other people play with Play-Doh. We know that <laughs> Tiffany does. She just almost gets in trouble. By the way, she's not here yet. Hey, um, and I would like to also point out to the listeners that um, Bella is drinking from her Women Around the World coffee mug that I got her last year. Yes. Because our, what was our theme last year? She's, she's going places. places. And yes. so I found, I love vintage items and antiques, and so I, I found these vintage coffee cups um, from like the 1970s. Actually, my grandma had them, and so I remember oh, them. They're so cool. And when I found them, it has the world we'll on it. Picture. And, Those are um, really cool. So cool. So I got her and passed her some. So she's Aww. drinking out of her mug tonight. And as she is, I'm looking, and you know, we could mark all the places that she's been to on mission trips. On um, the world, actually, we just that. got back from a mission trip, which is totally awesome. And I um, did. We, Sarah, I'm still trying to catch up. Yes. Trying to get. Sarah was upstairs with the kids on Sunday, so you weren't in service to hear, but Chris and I were there and she shared a little bit. It was our first Sunday back and she shared a little bit about um, the women's conferences that they held. And I videoed it for you, actually. I just need to get it to you. We can airdrop it tonight so you can watch. Thank you. And anyway, it was pretty exciting. So maybe we could spend a few minutes tonight kind of talking about some of the. The things that you've done recently because it's super exciting okay i would love to we we were honored and privileged to go to the country of myanmar 
which was former Burma. And uh, we were there in 2017. We went especially to do a Women Around the World conference, and that was their very first uh, women's conference of any kind. Uh, Burma or Myanmar is uh, very, very well populated with Buddhists, and that is the, the biggest and largest uh, religion in the country. Uh, but uh, we were so excited to get the opportunity to go back and when we went back this this year, uh, we wrote uh, a book, as you all know, uh, and we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but uh, a year ago in uh, December, our book, Miracle on the Breaking, uh, was released, and uh, this year we were able to take it to, uh, uh, to Myanmar, and uh, they recorded it or translated it into Burmese. And so we did a thousand copies to give away, and uh, we are so excited about what God is doing with these women in Myanmar. I cannot tell you how proud I am to be part of God's women. Uh, when we went in 2017, uh, the house was full. The church, of course, is a very, very large. But uh, there were probably, in our first conference there, probably maybe 150 women. And it was in uh, a little town called Tanji. And we just had such a really good time, a really good connect uh, with the, the ladies, even though, you know, we couldn't, we, we don't know their language, and they, almost all of them, know no English. But we have good translators and... The communication of the heart just never stops. Mm -hmm, true. And so when we had the invitation to go back and that they requested that uh, we would bring some books to them. And uh, so what a joy it was to do that. And uh, we went to a different location this year. We went to Kalo, which is um, we flew from we flew into Yangon first and spent uh a little rest time there, uh, about 30 hours, and then we flew on to a little uh, airport called Hilo, and then that's where uh, our pastor Com picked us up and then took us to Kalo, which was up on this mountaintop, and uh, a little church uh, had about the capacity, 125, 150 uh possible seats for people, you know, wooden benches for the ladies to come. And come they did. I don't know how they got there. I saw maybe two motorcycles was about the extent of uh, the rides, other than there were a couple of vehicles that came in. And other than that, I have no idea how those women made it to the conference. And uh, we just had a joyous time with them. And I think when you talk about Myanmar, there are a couple things that I think would be nice for the listeners to kind of hear and know about okay. the connection of how you got to Myanmar. Um, you mentioned Pastor Kam. He's actually been at our church mm -hmm. because we have, we have a mutual friend, mm -hmm. um, Bruce Harris, who used to go to church here. And he has been going to Burma and traveling. And um, so you might want to just chat a little bit about Bruce because he went with you the first time. He did. It, it, you know, Bruce went with us on, he got saved actually in this church mm -hmm. many years ago. He was a businessman here in this town. 
uh, Dwayne invited him to church. Of course he did. Did work for him. And he invited him to church. Bruce came to church and got gloriously saved and filled with the Spirit. And I'm telling you, God just burned in his heart uh, with missions. And so Mm -hmm. he went on two or three missions trips with Pastor and I to... uh, I think he went to Armenia with us. He went to... He went with us one year. Yeah. When we got to go, when Luke and I got to go, right. that was Georgia and I think Armenia as well. Yeah, and so he went on maybe to Azerbaijan even with Pastor once. I'm not really sure, but but I know that he was really, you know, it got in his blood. Mm-hmm. And he met someone actually on one of those conferences that he was with uh, Daryl on. He met... Uh, another missionary uh, by the name of David Kirkwood that God began to place in his heart uh, Myanmar and some Asian countries. And so through that connection, that's how Bruce began to go to Myanmar. Uh, He went with uh, this other missionary group. And uh, he fell, met, in fell in love with the people. Fell in love. Totally in love with them, which they're just beautiful people. I always love the pictures, too. They seem really of, happy. When Bruce they, posts pictures, he's like six foot something and comes like I know. much smaller. I know. I feel, you know, <laughs> like I he feel just looks like, like a giant. He's I absolutely small, feel like a giant around <laughs> all of those women. I, I kid you not. You know, I mean, they're just petite and calm. They is are so, um, you know, he's so petite. Yeah, and then Bruce the, is, yeah, he's a cowboy and he has his cowboy hat mm-hmm. on. And he's tall and slender and yeah. And the women are just so so tiny. You know, there's a lot of sad eyes, a lot of sad eyes because they've just been through so much, but yet they smile easy. And, you right. know, it's interesting. They're beautiful. You know, they're just absolutely beautiful women and the men too that we've met but that's how we went you're right and then bruce you know he for years would say i want you to go and hold a women's conference there you know he so wanted me to go and bruce was very instrumental in yeah because he brought calm and i don't think his wife came did his wife come did nini come too but he brought Calm to our church, and Calm spoke here. Yes, um, and he had him in the come. states doing some fundraising, I think, for his church. Mm-hmm. And they have a college there, if I remember they correctly. They do. They have a Bible. Co- they the have a Bible college there. Pastor was asked to speak yes, last year when they, you went on your trip. Yes, they were there for the graduation. Uh, actually, in 2017, we went. We did a marriage uh, seminar. Ah, yeah. And the graduation at the school, and then we, um, yeah, ladies' conference. So this year we got invited back, and, and of course, you know, the book had come out, and, and we'd been privileged to have it uh, translated into Georgian language first, and and uh, and then, you know, we've had the privilege to do that, and so that that's that was exciting. The, the women so received the Word of God, and uh, I have some really neat videos to give to you uh to send to you. In fact, pastor's going to send those to you about some of the testimonies of the women uh, because they're, they just so, like I, I said to you girls, they just need that love and approval. You know, everybody is seeking for that, whether we're women or men in the in America or wherever you go, people just want to know that they're loved and, and that God really cares about them as an individual. And would you say that's the biggest thing that you were trying to get across to them while you were there? Uh, what to was dream- the, what was like the biggest 
thing that you wanted each one of them to walk away with? Uh, to believe that, that God had a purpose for their lives, that they're really, because that's really, I think that's the whole reason I, I went ahead and wrote the book, mm-hmm. because I always wanted to write, but didn't intend to write about myself. I always put it off writing a book. I was always going to do it someday. It's one of those some days mm-hmm. you're going to do, and... I the whole purpose of doing it and putting myself out there was because I believe that everyone has potential and I spent so much of my life never feeling enough and I believe that that is the lie that the devil tries to tell all of us and when I see these women I see so much potential mm-hmm. I'm not in Myanmar. Mm-hmm. I don't live there. I don't know their culture. And there are things that I could do to help. And I can go and I can encourage them and minister to them and I can give them some tools. But they are so gifted to take the message of Jesus mm-hmm. to everywhere they go. And they are brave women. I mean, mm-hmm. these women, I met this one girl in 2017 and her name was Sandy. And they, most of these live in small villages. And she was at the graduation. She had gone through two years of the Bible school. And she was graduating, and she, was, she believed that God had put in her heart to go back to her village and to minister to that village. Well, she was not accepted by her, her parents. They disowned her. The village really doesn't want her there. But she just felt in her heart that that's what God wants her to do. And so Sandy just keeps reaching out to her village. You know, she keeps doing what she can do. I couldn't do that, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I just see the bravery in these women. So the message just that I ministered was on this time because I felt it was so relevant was the breath of God that's in us and why we live, why we have our our breath. And uh, that's what I wanted to impart to them, how important their lives were. And the enemy's always trying to come and and use situations to take away the joy, the breath of our life, Mm -hmm. and and to make us believe that we have nothing to give someone else. But we do. These women are giving something every day to someone, their families, you know, to everyone they meet. And so, yeah, that was that was the the big desire for me was was just to impart something that would speak to their hearts that they would not forget. Because someone said, I've heard a lot of things in my life, a lot of things <clears throat> uh, that have inspired me. But a friend of mine, and his name is Danny Wormuth, a few years ago, he was really the one that really pushed me to go ahead and write my book and mm-hmm. write my story after, you know, God had said it so many times, but he just basically threw the gauntlet down and didn't even know. He just handed me a little book and said, Darling, it's time you write your story. And, he, and I was in a class that he taught on just say yes. And that has so resounded to in, in my spirit. And that's not been an easy thing for me because of, I have my I have my things that I'd rather do, you know, and not do. So, but that's what 
I felt <clears throat> compelled was to share with the, the women that if they could, would just trust. I think it's interesting that you say that because I feel like that is your message because even here, at, I mean, with the book, that's the message in the book. And as a leader here, that's the message that you're casting down to everyone is is the love and to know that God has something for you. It's just what I know what Sarah teaches in, in children's. I know it's what the heart that everyone has here. And I think that's something that you, those are seeds that you sow there and it's also seeds that you sow here. I think that's a really big deal. That's like your message. Yeah. Yeah, and they receive so well. They, and if people haven't read the book, you know, it's it's a story of overcoming. It's a story of, um, you, you know, your life, your, your true life, your true story, but how, you know, we all go through stuff, but that doesn't define who we are. It helps us to project who God wants us to be, and we can take all of that and turn it into, you know, to glory for Him. And um, if I remember correctly, that's one of the things that Calm said, um, about me, Amar, is, you know, we, we don't talk about those things, and, and probably the same in Georgia. I mean, you know, we don't talk about our failures. We don't always broadcast or talk about things that we've been through. I mean, some those things are private, and, you know. Um, well, think and, of America. Mm-hmm. I mean, And my so goodness. to be able to go and to stand from a pulpit mm-hmm. as hard as that is and say, here's a book about my life, you know, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and more ugly, and more ugly, but the whole story is praise be to God, and yes. that that's that's what resonates in the end, and that's what we all need to know is it doesn't matter where we've been, yeah. we can get to where we're going, and those can all be stepping stones to help us to be even you know stronger when we get there. I mean, I know we've yeah. all had difficulties in our life, and you know you can get better or you can get bitter, and you chose to get better. And like Chris said, that that story of love because you've been there, mm-hmm. you've been there. And I think that's and, and that's that's so possible within all of us because I was the least likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just absolutely was. And I believe, you know, when you look through the Word of God, what do you see? You see the least likely. I mean, honestly, Paul was the most likely as far as education and everything and had all of, you know, he could have been the real religious uh, star and when he had his encounter with God, he became absolutely nothing. You know, he said everything that he was, he became as if he, you know, it didn't matter. And so God just wants everyone to know from the bottom to the top. I think it's the vulnerability, too. And I think that's something that the enemy tries to scare us with. Is, oh, absolutely. Is he wants you to be isolated. He wants you to think you're alone. He wants you to think that nobody else deals with us or nobody else is struggling. And that's what your story did. It was vulnerable, and it's hard. Anytime you have being vulnerable, it's extremely hard, but that shows other people that they're not alone, yep. and they're not the only ones. And it's empowering. Yeah. It's empowering. Another thing, just listening to you talk, and I've, I've been, like, this was one of my prayers while you guys were gone. I mean, that was something that the church really did. I felt super positive about our church family and standing behind you this time in prayers, and I feel like maybe we're all getting a little more confident or comfortable with that as being our role you know mm-hmm. while, while you're gone mm-hmm. I mean we miss you but we're still serving strongly while you're gone and, and lots and lots of prayers and um but I the one of my prayers was for connections I kept praying I'm like God just help them to make connections you know when they get there and for future conferences and other things and just the, the whole connection thing is really a big deal and so I mean we've talked about 
Bruce Harris. Bruce lives in Colorado. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. yes, he was here. He lived here. He has a business. But he lives in Colorado. Yeah. But yet there's still a connection. You talked about Danny Wormuth, who inspired you to write the book. Mm-hmm. Danny's in Joplin, Missouri. Mm-hmm. He's not here. But yet there was a connection with someone that inspired you. So that's mm-hmm. two people. Mm-hmm. And then when um, Com came and he ministered here, there was a connection with a local person in the community who gave him money to buy a bus or a van mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. a form of communication, because they needed that to get mm-hmm. the girls to come to the school or the kids or the women right. or whatever. Right. And so there was a vehicle that was purchased. Right. Um, those are all amazing connections. You talked about the book. We had the book mm-hmm. translated into Burmese. That's not free. Right. That costs a lot of money. And so there was a connection because we had our ladies' conference last spring. And as part of the ladies' conference, you really started to project and share with the women that were here yes. locally um, God's vision and God's mission for Solid Rock and for women around the world ministry. And as you shared that at the ladies' conference, by the end of the conference, some beautiful anonymous donor gave $10,000 for book translations. I know. So that was a connection. I mean, with someone that you knew personally but hadn't had contact with for years and years and years. She Met didn't him want, in Kenya one time. She didn't want credit. No. She didn't say, hey, please, you know, say sponsored by. But she just mm-hmm. anonymously gave this money because she could see the passion. She could see... The connection. She wanted to be a part of that. And just thinking of all of those connections just to this one trip, you know, from right. from the book to the people connection of, of knowing where to go and the location. And then, you know, you and Pastor went alone this time. You didn't go with, you know, someone else. And so then Calm taking care of you as you got there and getting you to the different locations. And God just amazes me. He I does. mean, it's he does. five million miles across the world. I mean, you were on, you know, you were on the airplane for hours and hours and hours. And um, what an exciting life. What an exciting life. And so I'm just continuing to pray for connections, you know, that that God knits you, knits us as women around the world with with other places and people. And where does the story need to be told? I mean, it's translated in Spanish now the yes. book is as well, but yes, the door is. for that, that is yet, but yeah, the door for that is, is still yet to be it opened is. because the translation is done. Yes, so um, yes, and I, we I just um, I'm amazed. I actually walked into the school today, and 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 you know um, the local elementary school, yes, Lincoln School, and the librarian there actually just finished listening to my book. And she said, I'm going to do a review on it. And she was just telling me, you know, she just said, this book is so needed for so many people. She said, there are so many little lives and, you know, they work around. She said, that could be so helped with this. And then as she was talking to me, uh, she was asking me about my our trip, and I told her, you know, that we had just gone to Myanmar and then on to the Philippines. And when I said, and I said, uh, you know, at the Philippines, uh, I didn't, we didn't take our books. I took like just a few books and uh, in English because I really didn't. That was a tag along, you know. We decided to go. That was a late invitation, and so we just uh, attached that to our trip. And so I didn't uh, think about books, you know, in terms of I didn't even know what language they they right. spoke, which they do uh, speak a lot of English. But anyway, 
uh, I was telling her this, and I said, but I just got a message last night uh, from a lady that is going to be working with the translation, and they have two different, they have two different, oh, Tiffany, we, we've been waiting for you to come in. Well, <laughs> Tiffany has arrived. She's jumping on the table. She's jumping on the table. <laughs> But anyway, as when I said that, what was so cool, and I said, I think it's a, a talalog or something like that. I was trying to say the word. And there was this little girl standing in there, and she turned in around in, in, in the library. Burlington, Missouri. And she said the name of it. I said, are you Filipino? And she said, I am. Oh, a student. Oh, that's cool. A student. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, anyway, close the conversation because you know, precious. you know, how precious. Just did because needed to, you know, uh, because of where it was at and everything. But I thought, whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, now is that something or is that not? Well, something? and that goes back again to talking about connections. Okay, yeah. so you ended up in the Philippines because. Just a couple months ago, we had um, some visitors at our church who were visiting family in Farmington, and they were here, and they attend a church in the Philippines, correct? And it's correct. relation. It's a family member to you all. And so then the invite was made to their church. I mean, like, it's just amazing. Where's this little country church in Farmington, Missouri? Mm-hmm. And God which, just uses us if we're, if we're willing. everyone that's listening. Should, yes, should be encouraged yes. about the fact that God knows where you're at. He can find you anywhere, and he can, u- he can use you. And he wants to make G- Jesus famous in your area, yep. wherever that is, how large or how small. Yeah, because that's all this is about. It's not yeah. about making anybody it's else not famous. About, it, it is not about Darlene, I promise you. Uh, but that's Tagalog. I don't know if that's how you say it. Yeah, Uncle Gary said it at church yeah, the other day. But I, I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that that came up, you know, so quick. And hi, Tiffers. Hi, guys. We're glad, Tiffany, that you're getting to join us. We're, we've been talking, actually, about our trip overseas. And so okay, we're, we're, cool. glad, we're glad you're here. I know you had a meeting, and we're glad that you're joining us at the table. I'm here making beautiful things with my orange plate. Yes, you are. I love this. Adorable. <laughs> But anyway, the, the the question that that Chris had asked me was just basically a little bit about the women, you know, in uh, in uh, on the trip and just a few things about and what I what message you know that I wanted to get over to them and I, you know, to today and actually in service, but we were talking about today as well about revival and revival in these you know can be in these small sections mm-hmm. or it can be in these big things. Would you do you feel like that you may have brought revival into those churches like with your message you because some, some of the videos i saw i mean it looked like people were really getting touched and people were really getting yes, fired yeah. up I mean, and pastor was yeah. talking about revival yesterday at church mm-hmm. and he yeah. was talking about compelling mm-hmm. urging mm-hmm. and when he was you know speaking in those terms yes i mean i would yeah. you know just like like you from watching and viewing mm-hmm. and seeing and then the testimony that you gave yesterday yeah, well here here's a really really neat thing uh Com had uh, sent me a, a message, and he just told me that Pastor had done some videos, and one of those with Nina, Nina, Nini, Nini. telling yeah. us about how God had spoke to her during the services about just saying yes and to go to this Buddhist festival, and uh, 
so they went, and there was like 100,000 people is about what goes every year to this. And she took a group of women there and a driver with them. I want to jump in here real quick. Please. Buddhists in the United States are very, I mean, it's peaceful, lowy flowy okay. We're going to sit on pillows and, and do whatever. Buddhists over there are a little bit different, right? Are they a little bit more aggressive? And yes. they're not quite as peace-loving as... As we yes, uh, as you know, and there are, are I'm sure some that are, but because you know, anytime that light comes into the darkness Mm -hmm. and it begins to be threatened, because Kam and Nini have had quite you know, Nini wasn't going walking into this happy fest of not at all. It was was, not a safe place. They. Even they have been threatened in their own, you know, they live in a compound like in there are Buddhists that live around them and neighbors and they have been threatened. And, and well, just like you talked about the young girl who went back to her family mm-hmm. and, and they rejected dis- Yeah, disowned yeah. her, rejected her, you know, because of their, their faith and, and their religion. And so, yeah, there could be conflict. Yeah, absolutely. Ab- absolutely. And so, uh, you know, they went. Uh, they just felt like we went to their church on Sunday. And so afterwards, they were, she she testified after that meeting. And she said, I was tired and I'd had an invitation to go, but I just, you know, wasn't going to go. But after the messages, I had to just say yes. And so they went and uh there was 18 people that gave their heart to Jesus. Amazing. And on those videos, you can see them witnessing. And praying. And laying praying. hands yeah. and praying. They said there were people yes. that were healed, people that were delivered. And, and so, those are just immediate results because yes. they planted so much seed yes. there. So never think that, that you're, anything that you do mm-hmm. is in vain because it's not. Yes. And Sarah... With, with Children's Church, you know, and I just want to say this because this is new to Sarah. This is her first time being here. Don't and, be scared. It's and, fine. And we're all, you know, we're all chatty, chatty. Uh, She's hiding in the corner, folks. But, but, <laughs> but Sarah was raised up, you know, in church all of her life and loved God and and just always have a, had a heart to do whatever she could. But God just placed in her heart just such a love as a teenager to work with children and you just always did that. And I, I just think about how much seed that you have sown into so many children. Oh, goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have changed. You've changed my kids, all three of them, for majorly. It's That's such an amazing. honor for you guys to say yeah. that. My prayer, I know I've told Christy before, but my prayer is that, I mean, just being involved in ch- children's ministry for so many years is that, God, I've implanted into these children's lives and mm-hmm. I've sown these seeds and I've tried to mentor um, as many as I possibly could but you know my kids are getting of the age now you know I'm just I'm praying that God would raise up people to in turn sow into them sure. and into their lives just like so. you were raised up yeah yeah yeah, it's it's a neat. And I believe that is isn't that what happens? I mean, isn't it the most beautiful thing you know that you see that that you sow in, and there's so much that come back, you know, that will do exactly that. That's why we can rest assured when we're doing it into the kingdom of God. Or you know, there are people just in in you know that don't have a relationship with Jesus that good do good deeds. Mm-hmm. And their kindness touches other people's heart, and they, in return, you know, people, because, 
you know, what we sow, no matter what, does come back. And so when you begin to sow spiritual things, the growth that comes from that is just amazing. And and how many how many nursery children, you know, that you touched then, and then as you got into children's church ministry, how many of those have been touched by God and then become teenagers? They, they become interns before they leave juniors, you know. So many of them become interns and stay and help and, and uh, you know. It's very strange now that the... I'm getting to the age where kids that I've poured into, you now know. How, and how old are, are you? Young adults. I, I mean. I'm not quite sure. I, I mean. You're making her tell you're her all age. Of, you're you're all of, I'm pretty sure I, you I mean, didn't tell your age all, on You're all of like maybe 30. I mean, I mean <laughs> okay, it's, it's yes, like, 30. you know, we're so old here. <laughs> not much past that. 37. Yeah, I mean. But it's neat. It is. Or it's strange, maybe. I don't know the exact word, but. To get to the point to where, you know, the children that I minister to in the nursery are now, you know, teenagers. and yeah, and or minister to in kids' church, and they're now adults and out of college and living on their own and married. And I'm like, how how did that quite happen? That is a weird feeling. It is yeah. very. Yeah. It's a very strange. Tell me about it. I'm a retired principal. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Children ministry is How old are though. you? Yes, yes. older than thirty yes. seven. Yes, and and you've done so much mentoring of, of children. And, and, oh, my gosh. And, the mentoring program amazes me. Yes, and, you know, during the year she ends up having different mentoring programs, wow. which are just so cool and has just causing great young people to, to rise up and young adults. And But but it goes back to that seed, sowing the seed, and what, it, what do we want to impart? You know, and, and I think that's a that's that's a good question. You know, I don't want to take trips to be making trips. I want right. to leave a deposit, mm-hmm. and I feel I feel like on these trips that that yes, uh, there was a strong deposit that were made that really. Uh, sometimes in America we hear so much mm-hmm. of the Word of God Maybe that we take it so it. for granted. And it, it's, you can, I mean, there was a lot of young, I don't oh, know if yeah. you saw those, yes. there's a lot of young girls in, in, in the mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're full in there. And they were glued to they are, the they are locked, They're they not are playing on in. their phones or fiddling yeah. or whatever. They're just like, <laughs> they're very they're locked. Glued. They're very locked That's something in. I'm very much noticed in those videos. Yeah. Very much. And when you see the Philippines, it's, yeah. they, it's just absolutely amazing. But, but I just really feel like God was telling the women of Myanmar that, yes, I want to use you personally, not just as a group, even though he's going to have wonderful groups of his people. Uh, I, I believe that God was really wanting them and to be obedient and, and to quit selling the God in them short because that's what we tend to do. Well, that people group has been very oppressed, very correct? Oppressed. And so, you know, here in America... Um, we've gone way to the other side of, of how powerful women are, and we've lost our grace and our, our mm-hmm. femininity and all of that because we can do anything we want to do, mm-hmm. which there's definitely some truth to that, but we've gone crazy on one side. And, and so we might not uh, respond to understand the God in you and, and 
what there's nothing that you can accomplish with God. We may not grab a hold of that because we've been desensitized, like Sarah said, mm-hmm. the same that a woman who's been told, you know your place, you know, they've been they've mm-hmm. been pressured to just mm-hmm. sweep and mop and have babies and that sort of thing. And, and so they are going to, like, they're probably, some of those women, especially some of the older women, might be like, what in the world? Like, I didn't understand, you know, that this was even a world that I could flourish in. Yeah. And you're you're taking to them the understanding of the possibility of being a mighty woman of God. Yeah. And they have the ability to grasp onto it easier than we do because we've been, you know, so liberal. Yeah, that's good. So it's beautiful. And one of the things that I always tell them is that no matter where we're from, mm-hmm. everyone has situations. Mine might be different than yours. Uh, my life maybe isn't as hard as yours was, but pain is pain to everyone. Yes, it is. And the pain, what we do with our pain, is a choice that we get to make in mm-hmm. life. And, uh, you know, it, it's only by the grace of God that that any of us can go forward in life. But with the grace of God, we can do that. So. Yes. I'd like to tie in a little testimony that I heard this week. So Chris talked about revival, and Pastor talked about revival yesterday, and about, like I said, the word urging and compelling. And when Pastor was preaching yesterday, I was thinking about this this testimony. And then, like when you said they went into the, the Buddhist festival, and there were 18 admissions of yes. conversion. Yes. Um, but you really don't know, right. like Tiffany said, you mm-hmm. don't really know like what was the ripple effect of that. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening to this testimony, and this lady said that, um, there was a man and he worked um, in this business and he was witnessing to this young man that worked there and he um, had invited him to church and um, the guy just, he didn't respond and, you know, he, he didn't, he wasn't interested. He didn't want to go to church and those things. And he said, just so he, so he, you know, had moved on. He wasn't going to keep, you know, badgering or harassing the guy. And so um, one day God so strongly compelled him to go back in and invite him to church again. And so he said, I'm having this conversation with God. Like, he's already told me no. He's already rejected me. You know, he's rejected me. He's rejected you. Is this really, are you sure? No. God, no. Okay. Okay. Really? Okay. You know, just battering back and forth with God. We do often say, God, are you sure? Yes. God, are you talking to me? Are you dead? No. No, I've already done this, you know. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'll go back in. So after some battering back and forth with God, he goes in and invites the guy to church. And the guy says, no. So he turns around, he walks out, and he's like, see, God, I told you. I told, I told you. So. <laughs> like, I don't know why you made me go in there and do that. So after quite some time, um, this a different, he's at church. Um, his whole family goes to church, and they're very involved. And this, um, this young man comes up to him, and he said, um, I want to thank you for your influence, you know, in my life for, to come to this church. And he's like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't know me. He said, you know, my wife and I come here and both of our kids and we're totally plugged in and I'd never gone to church before. But the way that you talked about church and he's like, who are you? And he said, um, he said, well, you know, so and so at the office, so and so. And he's like, yes. And he said, do you remember that day? Like a long time ago, you had gone in his office and you were talking to him about about church. And you invited him, and you painted the most compelling, beautiful picture of this church that you go to. He said, I was working on his desk, 
And he said, I was under, it was in the floor underneath the desk, something doing a repair. <laughs> and he said, you didn't even know I was in the room, but you so spoke to me that you changed my life mm. forever. Wow. And he said, I just want you to know mm. what an impact you had. And that's how God is. Yeah. Yes. His his heart, his passion for God and for the place of worship and for families to come together so resonated with the repairman that it changed his life forever. Mm-hmm. Now, the person at the desk, who's the only person that he could see, rejected. But think about in mm-hmm. there That's at so the good. Buddhist festival. Yes. How many were watching them, laying watching. hands and praying? Yeah. How many were listening? What's going on over there? What are they doing and over there? And when you showed the video on Sunday, it was just like this hit me immediately. It was like... Is someone's future husband could have been there that day who will end up at the village married to one of the young women. I mean, like, you don't know who. And and then when they go back to their homes or they go back to their place of work or their business, Mm -hmm. think of that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. 18 people can become how many people. And then the empowering, empowering of the women who went to say, God gave me the grace to do it. Mm-hmm. If he gave me yeah. the grace to do this, God, where's where's the next open door? The next Can I talk to somebody at the yeah. market? Can I talk to somebody mm-hmm. walking down the street? Can I talk to somebody when I'm getting water? Yes. Compelling yeah. and yeah. urging. So good. And sometimes we want to talk yeah. ourselves out of yeah. things, and it may not be the direct <clears throat> impact that is the, that brings the result of God's intention. Absolutely. And we just have to Absolutely. be obedient. Yes. Just saying yes. Yeah, yes. good. Saying yes. This has been really, really good tonight, and uh, we only talked about Myanmar, but but uh, thank you guys for asking because uh, I feel like every time the Lord allows me to go on these trips, I learn so much about myself, about God, because when I see humanity everywhere mm-hmm. that I go they're just so like us you know and they're just looking for something and and I Is we're it? yeah and so we get to take some hope and encouragement and so uh, but everyone that's out there uh, God wants you to know how important that you are in the things that seem to be overtaking you in life just somehow when the devil lies to you remember that God loves you and created you for so much more than what the enemy of your soul will tell you and God speaks to you to do something no matter how small it may seem just be obedient to love on someone else and and to ask God to use you and uh, that's our prayer And, and so tonight we're, we're going to pray. I'm going to ask Christy if she would pray in closing tonight. And uh, for all of the listeners out there, because I believe that you may not go to Myanmar, but you're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're all going places. We all have something that we can do to change the world, to make Jesus famous wherever we're at. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. So would you, Christy? Yes. God, thank you for our time together, for us here, and as well as other people who are are listening to this podcast. God, we thank you for the encouragement that we found tonight, God, just the strength that we found, and, and knowing that your people are your people no matter where they are. God, I pray for each person, Lord, that you just stir our hearts to 
compel others, to urge others, God, into the kingdom. God, just to love on people, um, to show kindness, to show compassion, and God, to encourage others that they can do things, that they are enabled. God, that you give us the power to do the things that we can't. And that if we say, well, it's not my personality, it doesn't matter what our personality is. You are God inside us. Yes. And I pray, God, that we would put ourselves aside, Lord, to seek what it is that you have for us, that you would open doors, that you would give all of us the faith to walk through those doors, God, to do what it is that you are compelling us and urging us to do, to bring that revival to this nation and to other nations, God. Yes. I pray for continued connections, Lord, with with um, Pastor Darlene and, and Daryl and our church, Lord, just to go forth and to spread the gospel in the open places, the open doors, God, that, that you have for us, that, that even someone listening to this now may have an opportunity and may have a burning in their heart that they would need to, to reach out to someone, God. We just pray and we give all of this to you and we trust you and we thank you for your good your goodness and your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us tonight uh, around the table with Darlene. And until the next time we meet, may the peace of God be the ruler of your heart. God bless you. Hi, this is Christy with At the Table with Darlene. We hope you were able to glean from our table today as we shared our hearts and thoughts. We would like to invite you to take some time to check out our website and get a closer look at what Darlene is doing. You can find out information about her book, the Miracle of the Breaking, see what upcoming events she has planned, and consider being a partner with Women Around the World Ministries at womenaroundtheworldministries.org.